0: everybody, and welcome in to the Penny Bloom Podcast. Today, we are discussing Thor The Dark World to continue our comic book movie journey through film. It was released on November 8th, 2013, the fourth birthday of my little brother. Fun fact. um, With a story by Robert Rodat and Don Payne, with a screenplay by Christopher Marcus, Stephen McFeely, and Christopher L. Yost. I am Colton Robertson. I am joined by Joseph George. What's up, homie? Oh, what up? What up? Always a pleasure to be here. Oh, and it's always a pleasure to have you. And this is one that I know that we, uh, me and you, have a soft spot for. We're uh, we're both yes. we're both big fans of the Thor movies, and we've always kind of discussed this one as overhated. And I still think I feel that way. How are How are you feeling? Fresh off of this viewing of Thor: The Dark World?
1: It's. I mean, yeah, definitely. I think the public's perception is very overhated, and I do understand some of the gripes that people have with the movie. But whenever you kind of can just... I don't know. I was watching it with a different lens this time as well. Uh, a lot of a lot of different things were going on. It's just a fun time. I don't know. Like it's It starts off banging. I mean, this movie, It's like, I was like, wait a minute. I'm like, what movie am I watching? I'm like, because yeah. the first 20, 25 minutes, I'm like, hold on here. This is, one, looking incredible. Two, like they're setting up the story actually pretty well. And like mm. bouncing back and forth from character to character. I'm like, hold on here. This is actually kind of kind of nice I, I hit you up right. and you're like yeah understandable uh but uh later on it does kind of lose its identity that way and i'm like oh man not really i'm gonna i'm gonna say no i'm gonna i'm gonna be the guy that's like no this whole movie's good yeah and by the end of it it's you know it, it it, i, couldn't, I, couldn't hold that I didn't time. want
0: it to but, i didn't yeah. want it to either man i i wanted to come on the show and talk about how i love this movie unabashedly more than anyone else alive and you know i there's a chance I do, uh. Anyway, just given how much this is overhated, but you know, it's it's not as god awful as everyone says it is.
1: Yeah, and like also... the worst Marvel movie ever
0: made. No, no, it's. I'd argue, it's not even the worst movie in the Thor franchise. Um, ooh, on a personal note, um, Love and Thunder. Yeah. Um. Okay. Super yeah, fun it, again, another mm-hmm. super fun movie, but just structurally, like it's. This I, I might be better. I think it is.
1: I think it is. Um, yeah, this. Yeah, I, I know that that's a long ways down the way, um, but I think you're onto something there. Yeah, I mean, yeah, me too. the first one and Ragnarok, I think are are probably everyone's one and two, and you know, a lot of people love Ragnarok. That's probably the that's most people's the one. one. That's probably the one, but. Yeah, this one, I mean, it's, it has always been regarded as the MCU's worst movie that they have, and... Fuck no, fuck no. I don't know, I guess in, you know, it's definitely no Catwoman, it's no Ghost Rider no, 2. No, 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 um, I, I, it. It.
0: I, I mean, like, there, we've already covered a Marvel movie worse than this,
1: an MCU
0: movie worse than this, Iron Man 2, I think that's, I think that's a worse movie than this, and I'm confident in that, mm-hmm. um... Yeah, no, I'd, I'd go to this every day before Iron Man 2. Um, ne- neither heard. of the other Iron Mans, and probably, if I'm being for real with myself, probably no other MCU movie we've covered uh, on a personal note. Maybe, maybe The Incredible Hulk, but even that. like, I, I, I actually enjoyed The Incredible Hulk a lot more than I remembered, so kind of hard mm-hmm. to say. Um, but I, you know, I, like you said about what I said, the first act is incredibly strong. Uh, yeah. I think that it kicks off with such a bang that the rest of the movie has a tough time keeping up. You know, I think that the... Uh, what is... like The second act is pretty strong. I like that we are reserved to mostly Asgard or other realms. That makes mm-hmm. this movie a lot of fun. Um, and ultimately culminating in a battle in a recognizable place on earth I think was also good because I mean we don't you know we got like the statue of liberty and no way home and you mm-hmm. got all these other I feel like you could tell this was shot at this university in Greenwich you know like uh yeah no this It was pretty cool. well done and I I enjoyed yeah. that a great deal The
1: ship like looking like it's just going through all the land, mm-hmm. like it's in water first and just keeps tearing through and then like it slowly gets built up. Like I mean the the visual effects, I, I think we already talked about in the first Thor movie that they really that it looked great. Especially Asgard. Um on Earth, you know, things were okay um but they weren't quite what they were on mm-hmm. Asgard. But here, I mean I, I kind of think everywhere was shot better than the first Thor movie. Um, there weren't as many Dutch angles. There were a few. Uh, there were a few in, in this couple. one, that but, but not, not nearly as much as we got no. in, in the first one. But yeah, Asgard was, was beautiful. And even on earth, I thought was, was actually done well this time. Um, but yeah, all the, the other realms like were instantly recognizable. You knew when we were on Asgard, you knew when we were on earth. Mm-hmm. You knew when we were on whatever, the dark elves, yeah, all the, all those, um, it was it was pretty instantly recognizable because there's a lot of like fast teleporting you know like oh, tel- yeah, we're yeah. over oh, now we're here now we're there and now we're on so, the open was, time
0: now we're here yeah 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 for sure
1: yeah very easy to to tell where we were the whole time which i i think is impre- you know they they create a very unique landscape for each realm, um and makes sense uh, they are completely you know vastly different and yeah. and I, I this movie i you know the movie itself is what it is. But now like post Loki season 2 it got me. This is the first movie that we are watching in the MCU that is after 2012. This is our first phase 2 movie, right? With Thor and Loki. Um, Iron Man yes. 3. Oh, I guess true. Yeah, but that's that's yeah, very contained. I guess with Loki is is my main point that I'm I'm trying to make is cuz a TVA Loki's doing his thing now, um, and and that that kind of changed the game for me. And I'm like, okay, so all the stuff before Loki's not doing his thing, but now he is. Let's yeah, see. The if time stuff if is so confusing. There. It's yeah. so
0: confusing.
1: Yeah, because this Loki that we have isn't even, you know, he's no, just going to go die in Infinity War.
0: Yeah, this Loki goes on to die in Infinity War, which was a part of Kang's sacred timeline because that's what is shown to Loki in mobius's tva thing so if loki is influencing anything he's letting kang's sacred timeline stand because it has to go the way that it does so that infinity war can happen the way that it does and endgame can happen the way that it does so like all that shit no fucking clue
1: no fucking clue. that's why like i let you
0: do the theorizing
1: And I'll just listen, you know? Yeah. I'm like, I don't I mean, fucking know. I, I definitely go too deep, that's for sure. Like, there's, there's like, little details that there's no way they're going to call back to. But, you know, where where I will say that there is something here is during season two of Loki, they used this movie to promote the finale of Loki season two with, you know, Odin saying, you were never meant for a throne or whatever. It comes, the, the clips come from these movies, um, or from Your this movie. Your birthright so. yeah, was to die. Story. So, you know, maybe that's just whoever's running the TikTok page, or I guess Instagram, whoever's running their social media, maybe they just thought it was funny and posted it up there, or maybe there's, you know, maybe they're trying to say like, hey, maybe we are going to dig up some of this old Loki stuff, Mm -hmm. because Loki's, if they're going to go forth with him as a a big character moving forward, it's going to have to be some pretty big, heavy stuff, I'm assuming, you know, it can't, it's either going they're going to have to ignore him and just he's there holding it together, or... Something's going to have to happen. I don't
0: know. Yeah. Um, no, that's and... that, that's always been my thing with the Loki theory is that, like, where he's at, I almost feel like he's not influencing shit. He's just the he's literal
1: just fabric or, like, the, the literal yeah, strength the that's holding it together. Yeah,
0: the, he, okay. he is now the loom by which mm-hmm. all timelines have the opportunity to run through, um, granting the opposite of his influence free will um that's kind of how i've looked at loki's it is all but that's the thing is that is there a loki in the future we do this with bran on our winter is blooming Mm -hmm. show all the time uh uh, in our game of thrones is is loki in the future from this same position looking back like oh now i know i need to do something like there's all sorts of shit his position Mm -hmm. outside of time really does put him in a precarious position in
1: terms yeah my my big thing If I were to make like one guess on where Marvel is going and like just to kind of put it out there, it would be that that it is all a loop, that everything we do see is a loop, not just the movies we have seen, but like literally the creation of the universe, multiverse, whatever you want to call it. And then it eventually dies and then it all starts back up again and and goes this way. And it makes sense if that's doing if like someone is at the top ruling it like a Kang and right. it it always goes back and he's always on top he would make it that way for himself but maybe it's not supposed to be a loop you know like maybe that it's just because of what Kang is doing that makes it a loop that puts him back on top it's so like loop. yeah i feel in my head i don't know whether Kang is a pawn for Loki or Loki is a pawn for Kang Right. It's like I go back and forth um, whether Loki's the one in true power here or if Kang is the one who got lucky by Loki doing this and then like it falls perfectly into Kang's hand again. That I don't really know. Um, But you're right. It feels like Loki doesn't really have a lot of power um where he is, which is, well, is very interesting. You know,
0: I don't think it's that he doesn't have a lot of power. I think it's that he's not wielding his capabilities he's in the choosing not event. to he's, he's, choosing. he's I, choosing i feel that. like the morals of the loki series and where loki yeah. comes to is okay. that he wants to allow the, but you know there's a complicated thing there because he also has those conversations with sylvie right before about how maybe maybe came out a point maybe there does need to be a control of some sort because otherwise it'll spin out so like there's all sorts of shit mm-hmm. going on there, um, and frankly, I haven't watched like I watched the show week after week when it was coming out, but I haven't like rewatched it since. So I could
1: probably benefit to refine this theory with you if mm-hmm. I watched the show. Um, the only thing during this movie that actually got me to like want to talk about it and want to like give it some thought was how perfect all of these teleportations and portals and all of these things are. Like Jane Foster perfectly walks up. To a portal that teleports her to right where the ether is. And guess where it comes out on the other side? It's where they end up, her and Thor, at the very end, whenever they're like, oh shit, now we're just stuck on this planet. We don't have anywhere to go. And then Jane's like, oh, there's that shoe. There's that can that I threw in the portal. We're mm-hmm. at, we're right here. We're right where I fucking started. Yeah. And it's like, that's quite a loop in itself, right there. You know, like already can, made from the very start. That portal was there already. And it already opened, right? It, that's where it opened and closed. And I'm like, okay, that's a little weird. Could just be plot, you know, magic. They needed it to happen and whatever. But then the ship is about to fall on Jane and Thor and what happens? I mean, Selvig might have done something there to teleport it, but it seems that, like, no one did anything. That just happened on its own. Like, the the teleports that happen seem to just happen on their own. No one is innately controlling it unless Jane is... Literally twisting a little knob and then the the soldiers disappear with the grasp. That's a good point.
0: Thing. They definitely did not emphasize that Selvig did that. I thought I I just kind of yeah. read it as though Selvig did that, but I suppose they didn't make a point.
1: I to... I don't know him. if he did. I, he in did. like and how they would get the whole ship. They they just had that little that little bubble that got rid of like five yeah, soldiers or like six soldiers. Yeah, and that's like, a different level so, there. So I don't know. And then like also Malekith, his arm. He gets an arm sliced off in a cool little, you know, Phase Two Star Wars uh, tribute here. Everyone in uh, every Marvel movie in Phase Two, someone gets their arm chopped off, which is cool. Well, Thor um, also does. Yeah, Thor, Malekith, a lot of people get their arms chopped <laughs> off here um, in Phase Two. But uh, Malekith's arm out there on that planet—he's imbued. He's imbued with the ether. At that point, that arm is just chilling out there. The lone arm. And I I wonder if they put that there as to like if we ever want to come back and then have the ether be – you know how like Venom like had his little symbiote transfer uh, or whatever sort of thing. What Um, stone did the ether end up becoming? And that's kind of a little – they didn't fucking know what they were going to do because the ether – it's supposed to be the power stone uh, technically. Like in comics Red. Power stone or the power gem is what they call mm. it, you know. But it, it, given reality. to the collector, it, it becomes the reality stone. Um, it, yeah. So, but like, it doesn't seem like the reality stone, you know. This is the only one where it's kind of a little up in the air. And James Gunn just hasn't come in and made Guardians of the Galaxy and established all the lore for the stones yet. So maybe they just didn't know where they were going to go quite yet. Yeah, um, lore, lore light. He's
0: like, you know mm-hmm. what? Let's give it basics, you know?
1: seems to be reality, though, even in the context of the movie. Like, when Jane gets taken over and she sees Asgard fully dark, you know, that's not Malekith doing something. That's just her. No, no, that's no. That's just, like... That's, that's just actually...
0: I had a tough time picking a shot after the first act. Mm. Um, That's the shot I'm going with whenever it goes all red Ooh. and the ether yeah. appears before her. Yeah. Uh, It's simple. It's nothing like groundbreaking it's just kind of i like that it doesn't look real you know like they're not like
1: change first yeah like if like her eyes change and then everything just gets dark and it was like yeah they're not going for
0: a hyper realist thing going on there it is a little Mm -hmm. surreal and i think that's that's cool it's quite the swing and i actually dig alan taylor a whole lot the director of this movie um Mm -hmm. he big big proponent in game of thrones Early, early on, uh, to, to touch back on winter is blooming a little bit. Uh, he directed, uh, tons of episodes of The Sopranos. Uh, he directed The Sopranos prequel movie, The Many Saints in Newark. Uh, dudes had a career on him. So, uh, I was, I always like this, the style this movie starts with really, really strong. Mm-hmm. And I think it ultimately it just starts to lose it a little bit, the more it like and the second act's really not that bad either. I don't wanna undersell it mm-hmm. as like a I think it's just a steady downward tread, like first act, second act, third act, I think, because yeah. uh, the third act is what I'll give people. It's not very good i I like it, it's fine, it's bloated as shit, and the order of operations doesn't make sense to me. I like, not in the literal sense. Like I get mm-hmm. why they're going like the whole trickery to the and everything that's yeah. going on. Like and that's the, fine. Yeah, I like, like that, but I question why we had to have that face off at Svartalfheim at all instead of just going to Earth and
1: doing it. I think it was to get the ether out of Jane. Um, I think they knew that this. There's no way to get it out of her unless Malachith or a dark elf literally takes it out yeah, oh, I know. why can't I'm, that be done on earth
0: why can't that be done on earth that's my point like that's that's what i'm saying um
1: ah uh, okay
0: because um, i mean like well, sparkle time was a cool base of operations for malekith i dug that mm-hmm. it's an ugly as shit place though and i know that's the point it of is. it yeah. you know that's that's the point of it it's the dark planet It it's the dark world quite literally it's the yeah. title of the movie it has to be in mm-hmm. the movie um but it's, I mean, it's a barren um, wasteland that's boring okay. as
1: shit to look at. Um, I guess, logically, maybe the goal was to win here and not have him go to Earth at all. Uh, to, oh, that's know, right, he, because they, you know, he was destroyed, was to destroyed... Yeah, on, he thought on, on, he would yeah. destroy the ether, but then it's, nah. Uh, not not strong enough. You need, I guess, all five or six stones to do that. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. I wonder if... Yeah, I'd but
0: know. we go from Svartalf- Svartalfheim... To the little planning sesh at Selvig's, right? And then we go to Greenwich. So it's got, it's like this awkward, clunky little middle part.
1: Yeah, it should have felt immediate, you know? It Mm -hmm. it should have been like, oh, he has the ether, he's going to Earth, where everything's converging. Like Jane,
0: Jane had the ether within her. She should now also be able to sense where the ether is, in my head. Like, Ooh. that's a simple, that's a simple Ooh. fix right there.
1: There doesn't need to be a, you know, yeah, like... I like that. And it would have made Jane a little bit more important, too. Uh, yeah. And And, like, I don't think that she's sidelined completely, but there's a lot of times where it's, like, she's a very crucial character right now, and she's kind of just asleep. Or, like, they mm-hmm. literally made her, like just pass out like in the ship and like, is she okay? And Thor's like, yeah, probably. And they just keep going on. I'm like, uh, and uh, like, that's,
0: that's what makes the first act so strong, you know? And the beginning of the second act is the way that dude, we talk again, I'm a connected to game of Thrones again. Whenever someone discovers a larger world beyond them, like Mm -hmm. stuff is not what I thought it was. And she already knew this stuff was real, but to see it was a whole different thing. When she gets to take the Bifrost, and she's yeah. flying through it and she's just like she's just looking around like holy shit. And then she gets there and goes, We have to do that again. You know, like
1: uh Yeah, it's I nothing to Thor, that. but for her it's like, what the fuck is happening right now? It's you know, like it's generator. hmm Yeah. Oh, I love that, man. Yeah, it's yeah. like, um, no, it's not. Uh well, does it move quantum or molecular – or I don't know, what the fuck? You she know, went whatever hard the there for a second. Um, and then she's like, Yeah, and then the Asgardians kind of like Actually, yeah. How do you know that? What the? You like okay? Science,
0: and, bitch, and, yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, my line does come from Jane uh, herself. It is whenever Thor pops back on Earth, and uh, you know you think they're about to have a, a nice run up and hug slow motion moment. No, she goes up and just gives <laughs> them one good smack. You know that's for. Um, what was the first one for? That's for. Um, I forgot what the first one was for. Uh, but she smacks him twice. Gives him a good. Uh, she sh- says the first one was like I had to make sure you're real. I think like she's oh that's like, right. Yeah, real. had to make sure you're real. Had to make sure it's you. Uh, and that one is is just for leaving and never co- and not coming back, not telling. And me Why anything didn't you come back? Hell. Yeah. Oh well, uh, the nine realms were at war, and I had to go in the 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 fighting in four of uh, the nine realms. And and you know she goes well as excuses go, it's not terrible. Um, yeah. And she has she has a few of those moments or lines like that uh like Odin dude, dude. she she gets into Asgard um Odin's like she doesn't belong on that table any more than like a goat belongs like I mean compares her to a farm animal and then like Jane's like excuse me uh who the hell do you think you are and then Odin's like uh I'm Odin uh king of Asgard uh and protector of the nine realms and then your grace then, you know and like yeah uh... <laughs> and Jane Jane's like oh oh, oh, oh okay Okay, oh, well, sorry, uh, you know, sorry. First thing I said to your dad, Thor. My bad. Uh, but then she actually gets one uh, good line delivery, a good punch in with Loki. You know, the first time she sees Loki, just gives him a just a a right cross, and just it's that for one's her. for New York. Um, yeah. so I, I, I did, I did like all of, all of the interaction she had with Thor, Odin and, and Loki. I really, no really yeah it,
0: it reminded me yeah. that she's never actually met Loki, uh, which was hilarious. Uh, she never comes face to face with him in Thor one because he sends the destroyer to earth. Oh my so God, like, that's right. she literally says,
1: you're, oh my God, you're Loki or like something like that. And then when she yeah. puts the two together, then she like, then she punches him. That's right. She's I like,
0: forgot your brother is that Loki, you know, like it not literally, but she's like, this is the Loki you're talking about when you say your bro. Yeah. Like, uh, I love that mm-hmm. shit, man. I love, uh, they've got some of my favorite chemistry in the MCU, Chris Hemsworth and, uh, Natalie Portman. I love whenever he's explaining the, the, the you know, Yggdrasil oh, and the, the nine and the realms. The library. All around, oh, and there are I love that. Well, he's, he's standing on the balcony and he like, you know, he moves his hands with her hands. Oh. And, uh, She's mm-hmm. like, I like the way you explain things, <laughs> you know. Uh, that whole and yeah. the part whenever she, they're like staring at each deeply into each other's eyes, and
1: she's like, uh, I, I can't. Yeah, I, I wanted to say, uh, What? I I do. You do? She's like, you do. I what? Yeah, and then like, I what I what? <laughs> and then and then they kiss. You know, yeah, it's like no, it's, it's the perfect. I don't know. It's I, on one hand, I it's wish... a great
0: microcosm of their relationship, like. Yeah.
1: I wish I expect, Jane could be a little bit more confident in herself, you know, and not just be so oogly-googly over Thor all the time. Like, I love the way you explain things or, like, you know, or, or whatever. Yeah, it definitely like, does make her realize, a little... I have to realize, this is Thor. This is the god of... This is a god. You know, yeah. like, it, it, it's no, not whenever, just, like...
0: You whenever he appears the street. in the subway station and they're like... He's like, how do I get to Greenwich? And they're like, three stops that way. And then she, like... The, the train takes off, she like leans in and she's like, Oh, you know, like uh that's what that's what everyone would be yeah. like in the presence of Thor. Uh, mm-hmm. it's what I would be like in the presence of
1: Thor. I'd be like, Oh, sorry. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that dude she she went on a date with, like she's like, All right. Or the dude's like, All right, there's there's obviously some guy or something, whatever. I actually
0: like that dude a lot, the actor's he- name's Chris O'Dowd dude's hilarious he's in a bunch of shit yeah. i've watched and i didn't realize this was him and then he popped back up when i was watching this movie and i was like what the fuck you know yeah.
1: uh yeah you know uh,
0: he's a, he's a good actor he's a funny
1: dude um, yeah and you know at least you got to go on a date with natalie portman that's really yeah. cool i wish i could do that but um when when the 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 previous dude is seabass. thor uh seabass
0: seabass, seabass, seabass. <laughs>
1: I'm going to stay here seeing Seabass all by myself now. Thank you. Um, Thank you. Yeah, he made it, like, real sad, which was, yeah, no, you know, well,
0: And, like, uh, it would be. It, it, would, it would be real fucking disappointing. It'd be like, okay, well, you go do what you got to do. You're clearly dealing with other shit. This sucks because you're super fine. Uh, yeah, yeah. But, uh, then, yeah, no, like, whenever he tries to, like, relate to her, and he's like, yeah, no, I've been through it,
1: been through yeah. it, you know. I had a a long distance, too. She moved to New York. uh, I really did. Along
0: with sleeping with other guys. So
1: many guys. She's like, oh. oh, Yeah. Okay. Um, Yeah, very awkward date. Love that Darcy had a a little uh, cut in there, too. She just pulled up the chair, started buttering up some bread. Darcy and her intern lover. Oh, man, that was awesome. Yeah, like, you saved my life. I'm like
0: she's oh dipping Just, him it's outstanding yeah. i love it that, that's,
1: that's the Eat kind of shit that, like, yeah like they all go that back yeah. and forth like mew mew, mew I love, yeah, I love, yeah like movie. and that's the kind of
0: stuff that taika waititi sees in this thor movie and goes mm. i'll make the whole movie that you know like uh and it's good it's fine it's funny um mm-hmm. And specifically with Love and Thunder, like Ragnarok has a lot of serious overtones, and so I don't want to undersell Love and Thunder as well. Like Love and Thunder does have a lot of serious kinda, stuff to deal
1: I, with. I kind of like it. I don't know. I kind of dig- it just has a fun movie to watch. I I, oh, no, I still know. probably agree that like it is Love the bottom. and Thunder.
0: Yeah. yeah, like there's not a Thor movie I don't like. Don't like. Don't don't get me wrong. It's just mm-hmm. that uh, that there are certainly. These are certainly the bottom two, uh, Dark World and Love and Thunder. And personally, I, I hold this in a higher regard than Love and Thunder. Um, mm-hmm. it, it's just a, the tonal, the tonal shift is, it, it feels like they overcorrected from the reception of Thor the Dark World. Um, they went too, they swung mm. the pendulum too far in the other direction and i'm not like i'm not one to be like we need serious thor back because like you said look at both of these first two movies they have goofy ass parts it's not Mm -hmm. like it's it's not like he's an overly serious just stone-faced man you know like he's he's a goofy Mm -hmm. guy he's got goofy side characters and that's what the comic book movie genre is all about um but there was a certain heart to this story in terms of uh just the connection he made that I don't know. I feel like it it loses it loses steam a little bit, but I don't know. Maybe I feel differently whenever we rewatch them. But
1: uh, uh. we do have some time to get there, and maybe that time removed from Love and Thunder, and we we go back to it. Who knows? Maybe maybe we end up liking it up a whole lot more. But I mean, as of right now, I'm I'm pretty confident that this is this is number not the bottom. At least uh, I, I can I can say this isn't my least favorite Thor, especially after all the the Loki stuff. Uh, coming in here like I I did watch it through that lens pretty heavily um this watch and and like I I'd I'd love to believe that Marvel's actually doing all this stuff that they're going to look back at all these old movies and and you know not retcon I guess it is a retcon but it's like making the the old stuff work for their new um Oh yeah, I guess that is that's basically a retcon. Yeah, that's yeah. um but if if doing it this way can make it seem that it was always meant to be this way, sort of thing. And the part that like clicked for me that I would like the most is that if this is the first time we are seeing the loop be broken. Um and that this is, you know, we were not on the same loop. This is a completely different path. And in my head um, Odin and Frigga were probably supposed to die here. If the loop were to go correctly, I would say Odin and Frigga die. Odin was, like, ready. Odin, like, he purposefully, like, I feel like he purposefully discarded things, um, too easily, um, and, like, in the last movie, he wouldn't have. Like, I don't know, like, he, he was the wise king. He was the one who, who, like, knew everything, and, Maybe they just needed Thor to be the one to have made the right decision to make you know it the transfer of the throne you know work there, but it felt to me that like uh, it was mentioned that um, whenever they were talking about Jane, I think, and he's like, why are you loving a human? You know, like the, you'd be so much better off with with the people right in front of you." And Loki says some snark, you know, Stark remark of like, you know. No, that's not. That is a different thing. I think Loki's talking to Thor or someone about asking about their lifespans. And Loki says, give or take about 5,000 years. Yeah, okay. He says, give or take about 5,000 years uh, Mm -hmm. for their lifespan. And that's a very. We we die. Yeah, why 5,000 years? And why is the convergence every 5,000 years spot on as well? I don't think that's a coincidence there. Um, So I, I feel like the convergence is supposed to be. Like, kind of like the death of the universe. Like, I think maybe Malekith is supposed to win here. Like, maybe mm-hmm. that's the goal for a complete rebirth sort of thing. I don't know. And if Malakith wins, Thor would be the one on the throne. Loki would still be in jail. Um, if all of these things were to go completely perfectly, um, I feel like the loop would actually go over again. But... I really hope that it it is kind of like the we're seeing the first time it has been broken, um, and and I love to think that Loki is is doing some things to help out his brother, like maybe he prolonged Odin's death for a little bit so that they could have it mm. together in the next movie, or um, yeah, and of, you
0: know it is his death is just
1: kind of like I'm dying now exactly so. And I don't know. There, there's there's a lot of things in this that actually got me to be like, maybe there is something here. And I, I fully understand that it is it is all whatever the fuck they want to do in the future. None of this stuff actually matters. Like, they don't have to fully, you know, treat it like it's biblical and everything like that. Yeah. But But it would be fun if they try to connect as much of it as they can and... And, you know, at this time, TVA Loki is, I guess, in his throne. I don't know how that works, you know, um, if it always is like, or if I've it is after I've never thought this of it like
0: that. When you uh, texted me last night and you were like, mm-hmm. well, it, it occurred to me that he was taken from 2012. Now, the TVA mm-hmm. exists entirely out of time. Is yeah. there... It, But it doesn't make sense for it to not be the amount of time since he's been taken out of 2012. That's the amount of time that's passed on Earth, you know, like, uh, or
1: is it everything that happens in the TVA is just instantly on Earth? Let me put it to you like this. He
0: lives. Like. Lifetimes.
1: That's before true. he
0: before he does that. Yeah, thousands um,
1: of years to learn and uh keep But know, I guess he keeps everything. time
0: slipping back to a certain point. So it's but but for his that?
1: time, his clock is yeah. a long long time. But that that's why I think like it being outside of time is so important as to say like everything that happens in the TVA is not the same clock that's happening on earth. Like it is right. it's either instantly like it's you don't even like the TVA could in TVA time, 5,000 years could go by, but it would be a single second on Earth, or instantly, or no time at all, or something of the sort. Um, mm-hmm. But it, it, just all of, you know, the reason they break Loki out of prison, or out of his cell, is we need these tunnels to go around, you know, the the Nine Realms. Who knows, you know, there's only one person who knows of these tunnels. That, that's what Thor says. There's like, well, there's tunnels and uh, only a few Asgardians know about them. And then Thor goes, actually, only one. Um, maybe it's the only one that works for their plan that they have. Maybe Loki is truly the only one who knows of these secret pathways. I don't know. But like, he knows how to get to the Dark World. He knows how to get to Earth. He knows how to get everywhere. And it is perfect. I mean, every time someone is teleported, it's exactly where they need to go. It's and, and the portals are already there, set up for them. It's not like they have mm-hmm. to activate them. It's just they're there. Um, and it, and it, that would be really cool if they retcon TBA Loki giving Thor these portals and giving you know making this happen in order for the loop to continue to stay broken or something along those lines. Right, um, right. But that's the deepest I'll go on the Loki, the Loki train. Oh, um, uh, that's, that's plenty so. deep.
0: We got, we got more than enough for a nice little TikTok there. So I'll take
1: it. <laughs> and if it turns um, out to be right, that'd be really cool. That'd be gnarly. Uh, that would be gnarly. Not, you know, probably.
0: yeah, no, I'm, uh, I'm I'm, 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 I love the idea of the theory. It is literally just the execution in which they would go about confirming any of it. That always daunts me. Um, mm-hmm. but beyond and, that, okay. like the idea itself is super fucking cool. Like I One... love, I love the
1: idea of that tidbit that i'll throw out just in case i i get it right is that i am i'm thinking the infinity stones are done they're over with but kind of they will people will become the new infinity stones loki is currently the time stone wanda would be the reality stone um so on so forth maybe red skull is the soul stone he is trapped on another throne like place he's trapped there for eternity can't do anything um so you know maybe this that could be something we could get a an infinity stone team up, and it's Loki, Wanda, Red Skull. I don't know who the power stone would be. Maybe the maybe the space stone's Captain Marvel, she's imbued with it. Um, you know, I, and maybe they go that the route. same. Um, you no, know, the, the, the new the new freaking oh, that's no, isn't it the, no, sp- power, it's the, Tesseract. Be with the power stone?
0: Isn't that the Tesseract?
1: Uh, I thought yeah, it was the, the Tesseract. Tesseract. Is that the space stone? Space stone. Power stone is in the orb and gardens of the galaxy. The one that's that, right. um, that's right. Star Lord gets right at the beginning yes. of the movie. Space um, is blue, no. Power's purple. Yes. Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah, yeah. I had those mixed up. I thought power was blue, mm-hmm. space was purple. So but.
1: there's my, my last little guess as if, if infinity stones will become a thing of the past, but people will become the next infinity stones. The and I think that stone. there's like, Like, Scarlet Witch, she is the only Scarlet Witch in the multiverse, so, like, she is the true uh, reality. So, not just, like, there's infinite reality, I don't know, maybe they they do have that hierarchy, but, like, Loki, Wanda, that sort of thing would be the stones. I dig um, that, I dig that. that. Yeah, especially, yeah, and that would grant
0: credence to that theory if there's only one TVA, Loki is the only Loki who is the times, to, you know, like, I, I like that mm-hmm. idea. That's a fun one. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, no, I, uh, as far as the, I, I knew this one would get you going. As soon as the movie yeah. started, and Odin yeah. walked into that fucking room and was like, for well, centuries, you know, like, there are Thank things for Odin opening up the agreements. books for me.
1: Odin yeah. literally opened up the books for me. Um, So, yeah, yeah and, brought, and showed me the freaking life tree, uh, where all the nine realms are, you can which are... It. I read this bit of trivia that says in the depiction of the tree that all the realms, the position of the realms are the infinity stones in the gauntlet, which I think someone is confusing with whenever Wong, like, shows them where the infinity stones come from and then it forms the shape of the gauntlet before, you know, like, the gauntlet's even, like, really there. Like, I think they're just confusing those two things because there's – I looked at it over and over. There's no even close resemblance to any infinity gauntlet at all. Um, and also, like, you're talking about the realms? Like, in the tree, yeah, the tree when they go in the library the and it nine, slowly pans up. The no, nine well, of them? Well, in the tree, there's only a few. Um, oh, I see. The, there's only a few that they show. Uh, let me see. I do have it, I think, right here. Um, but, yeah, it was like, I'm like, I don't see that. And the only thing I do see is the colors of the realms, are each color of a stone, so that mm-hmm. could be where they're pulling from, which would give more credence to my Odin theory, where he knows where every fucking stone is at every single second of the got his goddamn life. Right, but I right. won't go into the Odin shit. I- I'm more focused well, on Loki. Now. I think they're going down the Loki train.
0: Uh, than Odin. I'd forgotten that this early, they the Asgardians had their hand on both the uh, space,
1: the space and reality stone. Um, yeah. yeah. They had to. I don't think that's a uncommon occurrence on Asgard, is mm. the thing. Like, they are they just send the stone to the Collector. This is the best dude that they have. You know, like, this is the best guy that they have to keep the stone safe. Is that for real? I don't know. I feel like this has been done many times before. Odin keeps his, his favorite, the Tesseract, so he can have the Bifrost and go wherever the fuck he wants to go. But then it's on Earth, and he doesn't even actually give a fuck about it anymore, because he created mm-hmm. the Bifos already. He doesn't need it anymore. He need it, um, yeah. Dude. One, the... Whenever Heimdall powers up the shield that protects Asgard, that engine that was spinning down there, that's Kang's shit. That's like... That's... Yeah, I, I
0: thought that reminded me of something. That's absolutely it. It reminds that me is, of... The, those that is, is that Kang's
1: thing. shit. And dog... Like, I don't like. This is why I think Kang is a pawn for Loki is because Loki learns all these things and gives it to Asgard. Like he he learns that he, he had the the prototype, whatever. But then mm-hmm. I don't I don't know. I, I I'm going back and forth so much on who's the pawn and who's actually at the top right now. But um, but yeah, no, I I did go did go down uh down the rabbit hole a little bit uh from this movie. That's for sure. Not as deep as I thought I would have gone, though, honestly. I honestly probably... Right. I mean, like, your theory has
0: bones. At this point, you're just looking for any little thing that might add a little evidence to I it. Need, you yeah, know?
1: So, that's right. Yeah, You, I just, you know I what
0: your theory is. There's not much building upon it beyond what makes you yeah. think your theory could be right.
1: Um mm-hmm. Yeah, my 71 slides of uh, my Odin theory are still over there. Uh, unfinished, by the way. Unfinished uh, presentation at 71 slides. That's how deep I was in the Odin theory. Um, that was a while yeah, back They started uh, that too, wasn't it? I'm pivoting to, to Loki. Loki seems to be much more important. Um, but Odin is the one who saved him on Jotunheim and says, You were destined to die, but look what I did for you. You're, You're well- my- right! Was to die. Yeah, one of it's a weird Odin line that, like, uh, it's a weird delivery. Uh, the dark elves reigned absolute. I don't know why he says it like that. Uh, but he does. It just sounds. Every line he delivers
0: is fucking. Sir Anthony Hopkins is going ham in this role, dude. He's (laughs) just like, what if I acted like the freakiest little guy there ever was? Um, yeah, he's. I don't know. I love me some over enunciating every word. It's outstanding. Do you think oh, yeah. me a piece of bread the way you butter me up so you know, like uh man, yeah,
1: and I mean that even... was one
0: thing I loved about again early on in this movie was the dialogue the dialogue was strong
1: mm-hmm. at the
0: beginning of this movie, that scene between Loki and Odin in the throne room initially whenever I can't remember exactly what it said, um but you know Loki says it's not that I don't love our chats, it's just. I don't love them, you know. He's like, he's like, you know what? Never mind. I'm not trying to be nice. Fuck you, you know. Uh, I I loved that shit. It's uh, and I I went Tom Hiddleston again, um, for a performance. It's his second because uh, he got the Avengers one for me, um, and now I, I I'm
1: giving him this in one in th- floor, in the first one. Let's see. Okay, Natalie Portman. She got the performance there. The yeah. There. It's- It is just kind of – I think Tom Hiddleston does actually kind of earn it here. I was trying to give it to Chris Hemsworth. Um, He's fine. He's Yeah, but, like, Loki – and I know it's Anthony Hopkins acting as Loki, as Odin, you know? But, like, it's all the times that he is making an illusion. It's weird to think that – I have to get me in my head. I'm like, oh, wait, that's not actually Tom Hiddleston. That's fucking – anthony hopkins you know it's 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 not he's not doing that
0: that lackey Um, who reports to odin who's like mm -hmm. there was a body found on svartalfheim on the dark world and odin goes loki
1: you want to know something crazy about that specific guard right there that guard uh loki's never been appeared as that guard before uh and it It's a new guard for this movie. He's the, like, right-hand man kind of to Odin, the closest to the throne that there is. And Loki, whenever he's going through the hallway, whenever Thor breaks him out, and they're kind of walking by a bunch of people, he goes into, like, Captain America. He goes into a bunch of other people. He goes into that guard right then and there. Um, That's probably, like, the first time he has him, and then he can go back into him later on, realizing that, like, he can get close to the throne, talk to Odin, make him leave so that he can be the one on the throne Whenever Thor comes up and and talks to oh, him, and that's
0: super funny. Fucking like, I know they don't like. Does Ragnarok ever explain what Loki did to get Odin to leave? Yeah, Odin or like,
1: because
0: I guess he's Odin in a, he's in a retirement home in New York.
1: Wait, wow, that's wait right now. Like, as, like, this is the moment he, he went through. He's not in,
0: he's not in these movies again until Ragnarok. And in Ragnarok, they go and, like, Thor tries to track him down because Loki reveals himself to be having posing as Odin. Mm -hmm. And they, Loki's like, Thor's like, take me to him. And he goes to this building. It's been demolished. He's like, well, this is where I left him. Uh, you know, like, uh, that what whole does thing. Loki do?
1: Yeah. What the hell does Loki do to get Odin to so retire? willing to be like, yeah, I'll just go hang out. Shit, maybe he was his guard and he was like, your wife's dead. You're, Loki's dead. Thor is leaving you. Uh, you have nothing. Leave. I don't know. Maybe he was just really mean to him as a, one of his guards. I, or, yeah, that's a good question. Uh, maybe another thing they'll call back to and uh, have right. Loki. I mean, no, probably right. right not. But. But, um, huh. Yeah. I mean, Cause a, I don't
0: know. Notable gap there. Um, yeah. It is kind, kind of funny. It doesn't zap the air out of, um, that last interaction between Thor and Odin. Because it does, actually. I don't know why I'm saying it doesn't.
1: Um, because Loki's acting like Odin and, but saying exactly what Thor wants to hear. And it's coming from Loki, which I think kind of makes it it would be sweeter if it was actually odin saying like goodbye you know saying goodbye to his son whatever but loki who has never said really a nice thing to his brother at all is basically being like like saying the things that odin would say i can't i can't give you good or i can't wish you good fortune or whatever <laughs> um and then and then he's like all right whatever you know but go on do your thing um See, you keep, yeah, you I don't think it is uh, him
0: being genuine in any capacity, though. Just having to act like Odin. Just, just saying exactly what Thor wants to hear so that he can be left on the throne. Um,
1: maybe. I think he already Thor... had,
0: I think Loki already had his genuine moment with Thor. Like, I do genuinely believe that when he is dying and he goes, uh, I did it for you. Mm-hmm. It, it, it This action he is taking, he did do it for him. Again. He's not, he's doing it for himself, but like, it, that's the other thing too. I'm so confused, like, and I know they never explain it and they never will, it's, it's nonsensical too, and it's not supposed to make sense, like logical sense. The fuck does Loki do to where he can fake being stabbed through
1: the chest by a fucking giant beast? I think that it's just not actually him there. Like I think it's just he can uh, he can make illusions of himself. He can make five hundred of himself if he wants. But they so always I think make
0: it clear that those illusions can't actually interact with anything. They
1: they oh. do that little glowy thing. Like they they. That's true. Yeah, d- dude. Real every time. No illusion of him has ever made contact with someone before. I don't think so.
0: I don't think so. And. Anytime it's ever been, they've ever been holding like an inanimate an object, that was mm-hmm. part of the illusion too. It's not like it was, it, he disappeared and he just like dropped to the floor. So, like, that was my thing is that
1: mm-hmm. maybe, I mean, and
0: that's the thing. Maybe he's getting really advanced with his magics and he's just,
1: that's, I just mean, that, you know, I have a fi- like, it, I know the reality stone popped up here, but like Loki, it, his, he just has the reality stone built in. Like, it's mm-hmm. like he can just, which is kind of nuts. Like he, if I guess,
0: said anything. That was the thing. That's what separates him from the Scarlet mm-hmm. Witch, though, is that the Scarlet Witch can make those illusions
1: actually matter. Real, you if... know, like they are real. Okay. Um, okay.
0: That's and that, that's like, fair. and they obviously can't be thinking about that at this point. The Scarlet Witch doesn't appear on screen for eight fucking years in terms of being the authentic
1: mm-hmm. Scarlet Witch. Um, yeah, but yeah, I guess you know maybe he's yeah that is i guess weird if he knows he knows he has to fake his death the illusion's so good at this point i don't know yeah that that is kind of a little bit of a plot hole there um as to how he did die
0: so Um, and that's that's
1: on a first viewing
0: a lot of what this does is extremely exciting you know it's like that ending is like oh shit loki's not dead oh, oh no go ahead oh no he did
1: die there. This is TVA, wow. Loki. This is TVA, Loki. time-slipped back in. But that ma- that doesn't make sense, because he's not actually yeah. nice, and he's still doing his shit. No? Yeah, I mean, in Ragnarok, he's taken over as king of Asgard. Yeah, no, that doesn't make king sense. Of Asgard. That just doesn't make sense. Yeah. Um, unless you want to just live again. I don't know. No, that doesn't make sense. No, it's definitely just a plot hole. Um, yeah. And
0: that's, like, I'm... I'm okay with twists and turns. It's fun. It's a comic book movie genre. It is what it is. (laughs) But like all there is a genuineness to Loki. He obviously means the stuff he says, as we learn come Ragnarok and infinity war. He means the things he says it's. And, and in Loki, but within this film itself, like as the film stands on its own, mm-hmm. that's not good. I don't think like to, to take all the emotionality out of the most emotionally resonant moments in the film, uh, by being like
1: psych, he was playing him. Uh, yeah, you have to do a lot of like, thinking on your own end to make it work. Like, you can try to make it work. Because, like, Thor does say, like, like Loki, di- like Loki died honorably. Um, And then you see him kind of, like, have a reaction, like, like oh, like, I don't know, kind of, like, oh, like, kind of cool. Oh, is that what you think? And yeah. it was maybe that, or maybe, like, wow, he actually would have told Odin that, like, I, I died honorably, or I, I don't know.
0: No, um, yeah, that's 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 another way to look. I I viewed it as him being like, oh, this man really thinks I'm dead. I'm good, you know. Yes, like,
1: his plan is working perfectly. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think it is really funny uh, that Thor's like, all right, you can take Mjolnir back, uh, but obviously Loki just can't do that. Uh, he can't lift Mjolnir, so it would have been a that's dead true. giveaway. I, I been, didn't
0: even think of that. Yeah, yeah,
1: would have been a because Odin can literally just. You know, like, he can call it to him yeah. like Thor does, but Loki would have, yeah, it would, and Thor would have been like,
0: uh. It's yours. No, and, like, that's yeah. the thing is that, you know, Sir Anthony Hopkins is a good actor. Loki Loki is a good actor, you know, like, because like, he is emulating yeah. uh, Odin in a really uh, mm-hmm. satisfying way in terms of mannerisms because it is the dude who plays Odin. But, but the one um, mannerism
1: that is not kept... Odin sits straight up symmetrical on the throne Loki's doing his thing man yeah. he's doing his left lean i don't know he's just he always has that that menacing throne stance um yeah so the the only thing he couldn't keep um keep from his father but everything else yeah no i yeah, you know, fuck that i'm gonna be me yeah and i wonder there the chris evans cameo uh, Tom Hiddleston dressed up in the suit first and did uh, an impersonation of Chris Evans, and then Chris Evans came in and did an impersonation of Loki doing the impersonation of Chris Evans. So I wonder if they did the same thing with Anthony Hopkins. Like it would be really funny if Thor – or if Tom Hiddleston got in like an Odin – all Odin dub, right. you know, fake beard, all that stuff, and, and did it. And then Anthony Hopkins watched that and it was like, okay, now let me emulate you doing me sort of thing. No, and what's to funny to
0: this point, that little bit is some of the most interesting work Chris Evans has done as Steve Rogers. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's actually really fucking yeah, he's, good. He's uh, so patriotic and like you know? so. And like, I know <laughs> it's it's supposed to be corny and it's goofy and stuff, but that over the topness is like something he doesn't get to do because he's Captain America. You know, like yeah. he is stoic. Yeah. He's he's straightforward, but him being like, "Oh yes," you know, like. God bless America. You know, like it's, this is it's super fucking the perfect funny. I love cameo
1: it. as well. Like this is oh, yeah. it's a cameo that doesn't matter. It's not a big moment in the movie. It's just like, oh my god, that's Chris Evans. Oh my, f- like let's fucking go, and then it's over. You know, it's like. We,
0: and speaking of like, you reminded me of the Wolverine episode last week where I said that had the perfect post credit scene.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, this post credit scene, the second one.
1: Okay. Oh is that mother. when he comes back and just yeah. comes back to earth and then Why they have that kiss Why is that, that not in
0: the fucking movie
1: Yeah that is very weird and it's the second post-credit scene at that It should just it should have just been If it was going to be a post scene,
0: it should have been the first post-credit scene if it's going to be a post-credit And it shouldn't have been it should have just been Frankly and it could be a post-credit scene but like you know they do the whole thing where she's like yeah he kind of committed treason on his way out um What's the what oh, the cut to blacks on Loki isn't it like Loki sitting on the throne Okay. Um
1: yes, yeah it's it's Thor walking away. Um yeah. and then him transferring him. into Loki. Yeah, okay.
0: But you know, I say you cut you cut to black, you put like you know, directed by Alan Taylor or like a or, or like a title card mm-hmm. and then cut back to Thor arriving on Earth. Like that pacing is horrendous. We want to see that he came back and kissed Jane and the fact that you have to wait 13 fucking minutes throughout, like,
1: through all these It's not even, like, you don't know what's gonna happen. He literally just told Odin I am leaving for Jane. Like, I am doing this because I want to. I'm going to go to Jane. Like, I'm sorry. I can't be on that throne and do what I need to do. Sorry. And then they, yeah, they do push it Past the first one, and it is it is very yeah, weird. What even was the um, first one?
0: What was the first post credit scene? The
1: collector, uh, the collector them giving funny. the reality. To the the yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Nice, yeah. Okay, um, um, which is
0: a cool introduction, you know. But that also would work much better as a second post credit scene. Uh, I think. Granted,
1: yeah.
0: <sighs> is Guardians of the Galaxy the next MCU movie?
1: That's what I was thinking. I was like, they're really getting this lore up here. Um. Okay, Amazing Spider-Man two. No, Winter I Soldier will be. They hear out Winter Soldier, then Guardians of the Galaxy. Okay. Okay.
0: okay. So Guardians um, is the next cosmic one, though. Um, mm-hmm. where we'll
1: get back into this sort of yes. sort of thing. Winter Soldier is pretty oh, contained. It's a cool setup, um, and
0: it's a, it's a nice way to introduce us to Benicio del Toro's Tenaleer Devon, which. Mm-hmm. I think has been criminally underutilized. I fucking love that actor and that character is super cool. So it's a shame that he and only pops up. On its
1: convenient. He's the collector. He has anything and everything that you could ever imagine. Yeah. To throw that character away and have him just bye bye. When Thanos, you know, burns him and grabs the, the, the stone. Yeah. However, and
0: here's the other thing um, is that like, I think that's supposed to be like a, it's supposed to be another layer of like, well, Thanos is strong. We don't see the collector do fucking shit. He doesn't do you know, like we really don't see him do a fucking thing. In fact, yeah. he comes off as a blubbering pussy every time we see him because he wants to protect his shit and not do anything about it to protect his shit. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Regardless. Yeah, really. Sorry to go off on the collector tangent. <laughs> um But really to cool. to build on that with future Thor movies, who's delivering that shit? To the collector, the person who Thor entrusted with mm. a Infinity Stone to Ray deliver Stevenson to the Collector and, uh, yes. and, and uh, Sif. Uh, yeah, Sif. And, uh,
1: yeah, is, is Ray Stevens name? And Sif. These yeah. dudes aren't even in the next movie, for real. Yeah, that's why it may, I was. I, I felt kind of weird. I'm like, really. I understand having two in the same throne room. You know, like, yeah, I get that. You want to hide it somewhere else. Uh, Odin's dad, uh, Bor, is that his name? Bor, yeah, King Bor. Bor hid the, re- the ether just underground on the dark, was it on their planet? Like,
0: I don't where? believe
1: so. That was a different- I
0: think it's in a pocket dimension because, uh, Heimdall can see all of the nine realms and he could not see her when he went, when she went there.
1: Mm-hmm. So now you're you're going she went quantum realm for the ether there, baby. Or just to a different universe. Multiverse. Like she just went to a No, there's no way Borg could fucking travel yeah. the multiverse and like bury bury it deep where no one will find. And then they go, Okay, that means a different multi uh different universe completely. Oh, we got yeah. we might as well
0: um, you know, let's head to uh, the fucking planet in Love and Thunder and activate the Bifrost and find a way to eternity and, you know, all that stuff. Maybe, you know,
1: maybe there's no, some man. shit like that, you know? Yeah, but. I think the, the pocket dimension does make sense though. And those portals perfectly at the opening of one is the, in the pocket dimension and the exit is the, I mean, like, ah, that's, that's the only thing that gets me is like these well, portals and are it's a little almost too like, perfect. And the,
0: the pocket dimension one, is specifically interesting to me. The other ones. I could see them popping up as a result of the convergence and it being just convenience and all mm-hmm. that. This opens up and closes. And I don't think it's because of the convergence. I think it's because of Jane. Um, and I think it's because oh. they want Jane to get it. I don't know w- who has control over that or anything, but. um
1: that one like it, it that- is it it is a TVA fucking teleport door. That's all they are. They're open and closed perfectly whenever they're needed and then it closes right whenever they're done. They're not needed mm-hmm. anymore. The convergence happening around this time is, you know, does muddy the water a little bit. Uh like it could just be the convergence, but mm-hmm. the pocket dimension ones are a little bit too weird. Um and Loki being the one to fly into the cave to travel right to um I always forget the name of it, but the Dark World. I'll refer to it as Sparkle Time. Yeah, um, you know him. Going I love there. saying time. Um, So I'll pass it to you every time. Then uh, yeah. I'll just I'll, I'll I'll chill with the Dark I'm World. But... Always down to say Swartel time, Okay. Um, well, whenever they did teleport to Swartel you know that that is another very specific in a cave. He says if it if it was easy, no one would ever do it. You know, sort of thing. So like. Does that mean that he put it there? Does that mean he or he just knows it's there? or like he just what?
0: knows it's there. Because here's the thing. He's also the one who knows the secret passages in and out of Asgard. Does this is this just the one that specifically goes to Svartalfheim? Or is this is this something he uses to go
1: anywhere he wishes to? Um, no, I had the I had the feeling that this one is specifically uh, to uh, Svartalfheim. Yes, thank you. Uh, that that that's at least my feeling is that it was very specific because he, the other one he falls just down off of the rainbow bridge and ends up on Earth, and that one's just down fucking below Asgard, you know where he. See, but I don't think that there. one was intentional. Oh, that was just a black um, hole or like something. Was yeah, he got sucked like into was... some
0: vortex that brought him to you know Thanos and stuff because he also doesn't fall straight into Earth. He hooks up with that army and you know like all that stuff. So. Oh
1: needless to say there's a lot of retcon potential here with loki Honestly. um if they want to dive into it that's
0: yeah i mean it's a really good i have never granted credence to the idea that there's just a ton of holes in Loki's stories like his the way that he dies and then does is not dead um for one that's a mm-hmm. big one uh you could mm-hmm. always you could you could explain that any way you want. Forever, they've always just been like, I have my ways, you know, like, but like,
1: mm-hmm.
0: what are and those fucking ways? Jokes about it. Yeah. No
1: resurrections this time. You know, it's yeah. like, uh, you know, and you know, we've always said that Loki has been this unsung or like underdog, crazy big character that no one gives credit to. And do mm-hmm. you think he's done after Loki season two? You think they're hanging up the cape and and not give, you know, not doing anything more with Loki? i don't know i don't know i feel like i mean like that's the thing is that
0: even tom hiddleston said in like an interview he was like hey man i thought i was done playing this character in 2011 you know (laughs) like uh i i thought uh, i thought that when loki drops off that bridge that was it um whenever Mm -hmm. we filmed that and then i was in the avengers and then i was in thor the dark world and then I was in Thor Ragnarok, and then I was in Infinity. You know, like it just keeps fucking going. It does, so yeah. he's, just, he's always thought that he was going
1: to be done with the character, and then he never is. So, like... Um, Goddamn, can he play it well? Like, in can, man. He's just so talented. I love, like, his... Mm-hmm. The behind-the-scenes that he just runs, you know? Like, he, he'll just run around the studio, like, outside and just do laps, and then ideas come to him that way, uh, or something like that, and he just seems that he would be it a also give him guy. that
0: crazed fucking Loki look that he does every <laughs> once in a while whenever he's, just he's actually tired. he's like, tired and he's like <sighs> yeah, you know, and he's, he's breathing he's, real heavily. Yeah. It's because he just got done fucking sprinting. You know,
1: um, that's awesome. Yeah, I didn't think about that. That's perfect. Yeah, the, the, the no water, you know, little water bottle that they usually use to like nah, spray he said, up somebody. He's run. like, no. I got this.
0: I'm fully um, kitted up. You're just walking past, you know, a lot in Atlanta one day, and there goes Tom Hiddleston fucking sprinting by a uh, full Loki
1: costume. On your um, left. He throws on the, one left. of those out <laughs> yeah, every now and then. Um, that would be perfect. But, no, I love I, – I, I was trying to think this whole time if I could give the performance to anyone else. I don't think I can. And there
0: are solid performances. It's just the fact that he is actually – in the first – Thor movie, Jane Foster is given the material in order for Natalie Portman to perform in a way that makes her the best performer of the movie. She's not given shit in this movie. I still steadfastly believe that in the Thor lore, mm-hmm. uh she's probably the best actor. Uh Anthony Hopkins could give her a run for her money there. Um but beyond that Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's Natalie Portman. You know, Idris so
1: Elba. I know he doesn't do a lot as Heimdall. But I like yeah, I, I like
0: Idris Elba, but he's not he's not as good as Natalie. Yeah, I don't
1: Portman. think we're missing oh. anybody. Uh, technically, Jeff Goldblum is in there. Um, and yeah, I
0: like Jeff Goldblum a lot. I still, still don't know. think he's. As Good as um, Natalie Portman. That's the thing. Natalie so,
1: Portman can play anything. You know, yeah, she can like yeah. like think of her in V for Vendetta. Like that's what I go mm-hmm. back to all the time. Like I I just love that movie and love thinking about I mean, that. And I'm like her in uh,
0: fucking Black Swan. And that's true. Her in actual non comic
1: book movies, you yeah, know, yeah, like, her uh, her
0: Padme. Like it's it, these are completely different fucking characters. You know, uh, I just uh, May December just came out last year, and it reminded me we'd been watching so much of these with mm-hmm. her that I'd forgotten how fucking good of an actress she is. Um, this is
1: fair. This is fair. One, maybe. And maybe I just have a little bit of uh, bias towards him. Uh, but it is my character for the movie. Stellan Skarsgård as Dr. Eric Selvig. He was uh, the other one that I, I was not giving I'd enough say, credit. I'd say Natalie Port. They're... they're probably might still have not beat. But uh, they're, I'd say they're up there. That's that I I love my boy Stellan. I gave him the character just because of how funny he was like running around naked at Stonehenge. He's uh, like the dude has just completely lost it, and I love it. Whenever whenever,
0: he's like, Your brother didn't come with you, did he? And he's like, Loki's dead. And he goes, Thank God. God,
1: I mean, I meant sorry, sorry. And he like smiled still, (laughs) he's like.
0: (laughs) Yeah, no, he actually, he delivers my favorite line of the movie just because it's one of those things that feeling it is extraordinary. He says, "Uh, there's nothing more reassuring than realizing the world is crazier than you are. Um, I love
1: that. Yeah, he has this whole bag of meds, you know, that he's carrying around. He drinks that one like green little slop or something, takes a little shot of it. And then he's like, yeah, I don't need these anymore. I just saw I like, yeah, they're all reacting just as, you know, they saw the same shit. I don't need these anymore. I'm not nuts. Well, Um, and it's
0: hilarious. Like nobody's understanding of my man having been inhabited by a God. uh, Like uh, he's had a God in his brain. So like.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I forgot who asked him, maybe Darcy or somebody like, hey, what's been going like, what's, what's wrong? He's like, I don't recommend having a God in your head, you know, or like I I had a God in my head. I don't recommend it. Um, And it's all of his, I, this is the, where I go deep is like stuff that's written on a chalkboard or stuff that's like written down in the background. I'll pause just to see if anything's cool mm. on his chalkboard. He wrote Niva nivid Fuck Niva De Lear. You know, Nividalier. the, the, the star that they create, yeah, the I can't say it for shit, but that thing he wrote that he like, that's back there. There's a bunch of other, um, that's one of the realms. Yeah. Niv the dying star where they create, that's a realm. I'm pretty sure
0: it's one of the realms. Um, I think it's Vanaheim, uh, Jotunheim, Midgard, Mm -hmm. Asgard, Nividalir. I don't know. Maybe maybe that's something we could look into because I thought that's what he had written. Maybe I'm tripping. Maybe that's not a realm. Um,
1: The Nine Realms. Let's see if it just has them listed. Um, Asgard, Midgard, Jotunheim. Your uh, Dark World. Svartalfheim. Um, thank you. Vanaheim. Nidavellir is one of them. Nif- Niflheim. Um. Oh, that's where Hella rules, I guess. Uh, that's hell. Uh, Alfheim. Muspelheim. Muspelheim. Uh, and Alfheim. Um, the Light Elves. That is where Sif dies, I believe. That big creature that's on the uh, ground yeah. and then where Sif
0: that's. She doesn't die, actually. Oh, she does No, you had to have a warrior's death, Sif,
1: or else she can't yeah, make you it. She's like, have Whoa. To,
0: You have to die during the battle. That's right. Um,
1: okay. That's right. But she's but seen yeah, training
0: yeah. uh she's seen training Heimdall's son later on in the movie with her new prosthetic arm. Okay.
1: Though. So never mind, Nividalir coming up actually isn't that crazy. It's just one of the realms that he is being very, very much about the convergence. So that actually mm-hmm. holds up very, very but it's cool to think
0: that his contact with the mind stone, right? Mm-hmm. That's what's in the Tesseract. Or no, that's what's Scepter. in Loki
1: Scepter. That's yes. what's in Loki
0: Scepter. Um that that's what told him this basically and that's what's been stewing in his fucking head
1: um Mm -hmm. and then he has like his own research sort of thing where he's like the ancients were telling us long before during the conversions when they went through it all of stonehenge great all you know the three whatever and then he draws the lines on the map connecting them and it's like here is where we have to go and at first i'm like man that's really just Sure, maybe. I mean, it doesn't seem like a lot of evidence there, but then it's like, nope, that's where Malakith is, and that's where the convergence happens. Like, dude, just so like, kind of. Greenwich?
0: You know, like, they're like, okay. Uh, which I thought was fucking hilarious. I
1: love whenever Marvel tries to explain, like, real world sort of things. Like, D.B. Cooper is Loki just playing a joke on people. Yeah. And then, like, Stonehenge and all of these other ancient things is just, just coordinates to help you to where the convergence will happen. I think that's, that's kind of hilarious. Um and I don't know, it could have been cooler if it was like Stonehenge, the pyramids, Easter Island. See where those connect and then go there. I don't know, like make them bigger, what, you know. What it just things? It
0: was, like, it was, it was just all England, in England, wasn't it? It was
1: all in England. Three places in England, I think. And I'm like, "I mean, sure." But, but like it's... you know, I don't know. I it's like the the world's a much bigger place. Um, we literally go to
0: thing with this movie that I think is undeniable is that there's a lot of stuff that is a matter of convenience like mm -hmm. big time Um,
1: yeah some of it seems planned though is the thing like some of it seems planned and then some of it's just like ah well we're here oh yeah and I'm Uh, sure that's the case
0: some of it probably is planned you know some of it is probably like well we we have to build to this we have to do this we have to do this but some stuff is coincidence you know and some of it's mm -hmm. just and some of the some of the convenient stuff is stuff they just capitalized on to make it seem planned later on,
1: you know, like uh yeah, and the whole like uh Malachite's plan of just, I mean, that is a pretty efficient way to completely take over the entire universe is to just spread darkness through the convergence, so it's happening everywhere. But it, it occurred to me, this convergence is happening across the nine realms hmm Right? Yes. So could he have gone to any of the planets and looked up, and the Convergence is still happening right above, you know, above them, too? Did he have to go to Earth? Didn't I have he... a
0: feeling that there's something with the position of Midgard that makes it important to be at during this ceremony. Hmm. Um, okay.
1: Maybe it's like the bottom-most layer so he could shoot he into did. all of them or some, upper, some, something upper, like yeah. that. Yeah. Um, but that would be that's my guess. Gonna, yeah. hmm. um,
0: but I mean, again, just so they could have a cool battle in England at the end of the movie. That oh shot shit, on
1: maybe Jane was the one who who actually knew he was going to Earth because she says like I saw him. He went to Earth. He was at Earth. Why was he on Earth? But then, no. Then they have that whole drawing the lines on the map to actually know where they are. So yeah, never mind. It's not well. But yeah, guy, maybe... that, that would have been a cool idea if she was like I. I don't know why, but he's here. Like, he's... Like, you know, she just sensed him all of a sudden on Earth and they were like, alright, we gotta... F-. But, I guess they wouldn't have had time to plan so and get the gravity ships or whatever, but...
0: There is something where she senses that he's gone to
1: Earth, I feel like, or sees him. She, um... It is whenever it's being taken out of her, um, she then sees, like, his plan. She sees darkness take over everything starting from Earth. Okay. Um, okay. Okay. And and it just takes over absolutely everything, um, and maybe maybe that's the only time. Maybe there is another one where she has like a feeling of of something, but that's the one I remember is whenever she's actually like getting ether taken out, and that makes sense. Like they're kind of connected at that point, like Malakith and
0: yes, and, yeah, uh, they are um, and Jane. Um, I think so. people understand. Like Malakith is generally viewed upon as the worst MCU villain, and I can't. Can't knock that perspective, um, but I do think it's kind of underselling Christopher Eccleston in this role. The actor uh does a really a really solid
1: job as Malik. speaking a made up uh, language most of the time mm-hmm. you know for one it's 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 a thing we attribute to like Amelia Clark in in Game of Thrones or anyone who speaks you know another language it's It's crazy when you can do that and still get like the inflections and like emotional yeah. beats across um in which he does. Um, like there's, you know, the whole scene where they're planning their shit where it's like, um, well, maybe that's in English then, uh, whenever that, that, is that like a, kind of like a Asgardian, uh, double agent there? Like that, um, breaks into Asgard, has like the, you know, that little stone that turns him into the crazy, dark creature. I don't know what, if there's a name for that. The the Um, Cursed? Yeah okay, the cursed. That guy who turns into the cursed. Was he just on Malekith's side the whole time, or was he like an Asgard traitor?
0: Because no, uh, he was one of the dark elves that was asleep with Malekith that wakes up at the beginning of the movie.
1: How the fuck did he just walk into Asgard with a bunch of other people at the same time?
0: They all got they all got arrested. I don't know what they did to get arrested, but that's why they're. That's why they're being taken to the dungeons of Asgard.
1: Hello. Oh, duh. He's in a cell and he breaks out. Okay. Yeah. I was, because, because whenever it happens, I guess the part I was thinking over where I was going with that is Heimdall like looks at him and he's like, you know, he's, he, he, he specifically looks at him the whole time and is like, what's, what's up with you sort of thing. And I, I thought maybe there was something there that never got, I don't mm-hmm. know, called back to, but no, they did just go to the, the prison Dude. cells and he broke out. Oh,
0: yeah. And that whole sequence, it's actually a really strong middle part of this movie, you know, the the infiltration of Asgard via the Dark Elves. Uh when Heimdall senses it and runs down the bridge and fucking slices into the side of the fucking thing. So oh, gnarly yeah. oh, fucking yeah. dope. That used to get me so hype as a kid, but that leading into Loki indirectly causing the death of his mother and uh Thor showing up and zapping his face and stuff and throwing his fucking hammer as far as he possibly can was mm-hmm. super dope. Um, but that ultimately leads into the best scene of
1: the movie, uh, which is Frigga's funeral. Uh, dude, dude, like I—that's the only thing that's blank on my my picks right now—is because I'm trying to find anything that's not Frigga's funeral. Literally, I was like, oh my god, why don't I remember this? Why am I crying so much right now? Like, what the fuck is going on? I'm like, this is so beautiful. I'm like, this is one of the most beautiful funerals I've ever seen in my life. Visually
0: astounding science fantasy stuff. Just fucking gorgeous. Uh, The score by Brian Tyler here is unbelievably good. Uh, And it's just... I love when it's just a fantasia of letting the music swell... Barely any words are being spoken, and you are just watching something beautiful on screen, uh, where the visual yep. effects are fucking astonishing. Like that and, nighttime,
1: that like, god, it, it's and, not even, you know, they, they just see the galaxy, like as their yeah. sky. It's like, oh my god, it's so beautiful. And, and then like, You know, you have like her boat, like it's a classic Norse Viking kind of funeral, Mm -hmm. you know, and you have her boat going first. But then you see all the rest like that are like following behind her that are all lit up. And and then they all kind of shoot a fire arrow after the first one goes like everything was just like, oh, my God, like how. Yeah, you're right. Like no words, barely any words were spoken at all. And it was just and then it it
0: kind of culminates in one of the most. Affecting moments of that sequence whenever it cuts to Loki in a cell, and he just like turns around like he gets told and he turns around and he just whoosh, and he like shoves yeah. everything to the side of the room like it's it's a it's a really moving part of the movie, you know, and I think it would have hit me a little harder had frigga i think they did a good job of characterizing Frigga in the minutes before she died, her relationship to Jane yeah the, her fierce protection of her. And the stuff she says to Loki, you know, like, if he's not your father, am I not your mother? You know, like, uh, yeah, they do a lot with a little to make mm-hmm. Frigga a character, you know, uh, yeah. with her own beliefs, her own standing, her own personality. Like, at the end, whenever Thor's talking to Odin and he's like, uh, when you speak, is it not mother's voice? I sometimes hear, you know, like, he's like, it.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's like, is he, that not oh, just a fair? Because yeah, Odin's like, oh, yeah, I'm hearing he Jane. anybody.
0: Um,
1: yeah, he's like, I'm hearing Jane. Is this is this you or is this the girl on Earth speaking? Mm-hmm. It's like, oh come on, come on, dog. You do the same shit. We all yeah. Do when the you same love,
0: shit. when you love somebody, um, it's natural for their way to yeah. bleed
1: into yours. And um, and Tom Hiddleston, you know Loki's like when she asks that question, like, "Am I not your mother?" He says, "Like, no, you're not." Yeah. You know, like he he does does double down on it, and and then. I, the, when I hammered in Tom Hiddleston, and when I was like, okay, it's him, is whenever Thor goes up to his cell, and it's like, all no right. No more illusions. No more illusions. Like, he, he Thor knows. He's like, yeah. you can't be like this right now, dude. Come on. You and are just, not okay. Boom. And he's like, all right, now you see me. And I'm like, holy shit. I'm like, Tom, you are, like, you just, you were given the mo, I don't know. Like, he just had a lot of, Really, really good yeah. emotional moments. And the he's movie. the
0: most, he's the most interesting character in the Thor mythos. He just is. Like, he was before of his Loki. show.
1: He was yeah. before Loki. Even and, at and now, this point,
0: he's the most complicated, interesting character in all of the, all of this side of the universe. And there's yeah. no doubt about it. You know, um, and I think that framing him that way, like, th- it's always crazy to think about how there are a lot of, there are a lot of people who, when they join a franchise and they're in several movies and they play a character for so long they get like three movies to do it
1: mm. you, know, you get three
0: movies. This is the third, this is the third movie that Tom Hiddleston is in and you can tell it's just getting started. And the fact that Marvel was like, we know for sure it's just getting started. You know, like we, we fucking love this guy. Uh, and why wouldn't you? The dude's so goddamn good as Loki. And, mm. and the character is, like I said, easily the most interesting in the Thor mythos. Um, even more so than Thor. Something that stuck out through the first two viewings of Thor and Thor the Dark World that Thor is not an
1: interesting character. He's fine. Thor is He's cool. kind of just who he is already kind of all the time. He does go through a little bit of In the development. First movie. Yeah, for yeah. sure. But like really the strength of Thor is his supporting cast. Like he just has the coolest people around him. Mm-hmm. Jane, Loki, Heimdall, Odin, Frigga, Sif, what's uh The Warriors Stevenson's Spring. name? Volstagg, yeah, like all like even even like uh um yeah Zachary Levi uh, as as a fan like like they I think they, they each kind of had their, their really cool moment. Like whenever they, they each had to go boy, up to Loki. Yeah. 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 Oh, that, yeah. That, that was nice. But I was talking about whenever they each had their moment with Loki and it's like, I, I swear to God, if you do anything, if you even think about betraying him, I'll kill you. And he's like, yeah. okay, understand, whatever. On to the next one. And it's like, Hey, if you try anything, oh, what, you'll kill me? What, re- oh, is that what you're going to, oh, okay, sure. Apparently there will be a line, um, or whatever he says. I just, he he, he just plays that role so well. he's so fucking good. Yeah. The supporting uh, cast around him, it's like no one's doing a terrible job. Um, no,
0: and I don't want to undersell Thor either, like, as a character. His strength after the first movie is that he gets beat the fuck down. Hmm. He loses and, loses and loses and loses and loses and loses and loses and loses, and it makes him more interesting because he keeps fucking going. It makes him, it makes him a strong and capable character.
1: Um, Let me ask and- you this: Who loses even more than Thor? Who is destined to lose? Very close to Thor destined to lose loki i mean that's all that he does over and over and look what it makes him better overall for it that's the like that's why i think there's something to odin and this is his lessons he's teaching his sons is like you have to go through these things in order to just learn you have to fail like there's i would like to give you a perfect life and have everything our our greatest teacher is exactly Yeah. yeah it's it's uh i don't know and that's That's where I go on, you know, go deep on Odin, is that he knows all the shit.
0: Yes, failure, most of
1: all. I love, there's a Yoda quote for everything. Uh. Mm -hmm. Hey, Kevin Feige's paying homage to Star Wars here. You know, they they know, they know what's up. We're in phase two. We're in the Empire phase um, right now of Marvel. Um, But yeah, every time I've watched a Thor movie, my Odin theory has gone down more and more because he just seems that he doesn't know what the fuck's going on really at all. Uh, like, it's, it doesn't really, like, if, if he's at the level that I'm saying he is at, he should know everything that's happening basically at all times, uh, and he doesn't. Uh, he's in a retirement home in New York, which I think is hilarious, uh, right now that Loki just somehow convinced him to leave Asgard, leave the throne, and, uh, go to a retirement home, but, and, uh, yeah, no, we're, we're, uh, we'll have to figure that one out, maybe in Ragnarok it'll be released or, or made clear, but I don't remember anything as to how loki got him there in the first place
0: i can't remember if they say anything about
1: it i feel like they do but who knows yeah, I mean, who knows and i um, really want to give another scene some love than than frigga's funeral i just don't like because the end it, it, it the air is kind of sucked out because of like loki is
0: no, yeah, like that time. would, that would yeah. be a really good scene, but all emotion is the life sucked out of it because you know, he's not dead. Um, you know, he's playing his brother and no matter how much he might mean his words, he's still playing him. He's convincing his brother that he's dying, which is pretty fucked up. Like he sits there and listens to his brother go. No! Oh, you know, like, he does the full Chris Pratt scream no thing.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Loki's not, you know... He... Yeah, it is weird. Like, I, it does just take a lot of it out. Like, I did this for you, brother. I'm doing this for you. Maybe in the long run, you know, I don't know if this is TVA Loki, but it's not at all. This is just the Loki we know and it doesn't really make much sense. Well, actually, it does make sense with this character. This is what he does. Uh this is exactly what he would do, I guess. Oh yeah, it's uh, incredibly, It's like...
0: incredibly in character for this <laughs> for this guy to be doing something like this. It's just a matter of like how that affects the movie. Like yes, it's it's fine. It's it's exactly what Loki would do. That just makes it a worse movie, uh which is funny, you know, uh considering we were just saying how he's the best part of thor uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> but the way they treat him actually actively detracts
1: from the quality of the film uh which is kind of funny there's, yeah there's and talking, maybe me struggling to find another scene other than frigga's funeral kind of says something i don't know like it uh, certainly it does it yeah. certainly does
0: like don't get me wrong i enjoy the movie a great deal I, it's not very good. And like this watch more than ever made me realize that people have a pretty decent read of how they perceive this movie. It's not as God awful as everyone says it is, but it's, it's certainly bottom tier MCU. I think like it's, it's fine. Yeah. But like, I think like, let's see, where'd you throw it out on your letterboxd list here? You
1: know, Not, you know, I I do have it. I may be pretty high. I don't know. Uh, I do have it above Iron Man too. So I do have it. You know, it isn't the worst MCU uh, movie. Yes, yes. Um, I do have it above Incredible Hulk though. Um, and above Dark Knight Rises. So I have it at 19. That is purely for enjoyment, and that is what this movie is. It is. It is an enjoyable movie. You are watching it for the character moments and for these cool things that happen. Not necessarily for the critical value because. Me saying it's above The Dark Knight Rises feels so wrong because of just how well that movie is made. uh, Just like shit, like everything about that and performed Mm. and everything. But I'd watch this before I'm going to go back to Dark Knight Rises again. Uh, So right now it lands at 19 for me. Uh, I
0: did, yeah, That and it's always funny thinking about the logic upon which you place things in this list because some of it is just purely I love this movie that much, so it's up there. Some of it is, well, I don't love it, but it's that good, so it has to be elevated above certain movies. This one is, I like it, but it's just not good enough to elevate above other things. Uh Out of, what is, our, this is our 52nd movie. Our 52nd mm-hmm. movie. This falls smack dab, middle, top half. At twenty six. Okay. Um, which is I've got the three I've got right above it are Fantastic Four, Blade, and Constantine. I would I would revisit those sooner than I would revisit this. Um because I've officially decided that I like Thor more than I like this movie. And therein, if I'm gonna revisit a Thor movie, it's probably gonna be that one. Um but I have it above the Donner cut. Ghost Rider, mm-hmm. the original theatrical cut of Superman Two, and Daredevil.
1: Um, okay, yeah, that's that is kind of my twenty six. All those movies you spat out there, I yeah. do have those movies there. That's just about um, where it falls
0: for me. It's uh, but
1: I did, I did, uh, I did realize I had it below the Watchmen, or I had Watchmen below Thor: The Dark World, and for me, that's just not true. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I did make a little adjustment. Uh, the Watchmen moved up. Uh, Thor: The Dark World moved down to twenty. I still put it above Dark Knight Rises. And that I, I think I what I'm looking more for in a movie I can suspend critical value um if the movie's fun enough. And if I can yeah. theorize and if I can, you know, have all these, these fun character moments, I can suspend critical value. I've sadly um, I've sadly
0: reached a point where the critical element actually affects my enjoyment. I and I don't, I don't want think that's it. That's a sad thing though. No, I don't it's think not sad it's not sad. It's just the fact that I've been on the other side of it where Mm -hmm. like critical value did not ever once in my life affect how much I liked a movie. And now Mm -hmm. I I'm incapable of separating it from how much I like a movie unless the movie is just that fun. But if it is just that fun for me, it was also pretty fucking good. So like, that's the other thing is that like, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it, but you know, there is, there is the fact that, you know, I got the Wolverine at fucking 12. I wouldn't say that's much better than this. Um, I mm-hmm. would say it's better, but I wouldn't say it's that much
1: better. Um, yeah, I have it above. I have the Wolverine above. I'd rather go back to the Wolverine than this. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me. Um, so I guess, you know, and, and even that, like, that's the Wolverine, we just gave a, a 775 and enjoyment wise. And that's de- the enjoyment category is going to be the only, uh, kind of saving grace for this one. I don't know critically where it lands. I mean, Um, critically, I don't think it's it's not. Is it better or worse than the first Thor movie?
0: Um, it's an interesting combo. It's an interesting combo of things for me there. I think it is. I think it's a worse movie than the first Thor movie.
1: It doesn't feel as complete, not as satisfactory. There's no,
0: we talked about how it loses. Itself, mm-hmm. it becomes mm-hmm. something else that it doesn't start as. The first Thor does not do that. The first Thor has an identity, and it maintains that identity throughout the entire film. Whether whether you enjoy that identity or not, it it is the same one. I think that this that loses is. its feel over the course of the movie, which I think is a negative thing. I think that if you maintain mm-hmm. a visual language, it'd be one thing if there was like a stark change in tone or Something that led to a specific change in visuals, and mm-hmm. vibe and tone. It just became more bland as the
1: movie went along. Yeah. It was bizarre. It, it was uh, maybe we were we were hopping from realm to realm. You know, like we were on that. I don't know where we were first, but that when Thor beats that like Korg, that rock guy. That Vanheim. That's Vanheim. Um, Vanheim. Yeah, like Vanaheim was really cool. Just seeing all that you know the great. battle yeah. there. Um and. And, you know, that's why I was like, man, are we, is this what we're getting into? Like, wow, we're like popping into many, many different places. And we go in to
0: Asgard movie. and it looks all, fucking gorgeous, mm-hmm. you know, like oh, it's, man.
1: Yeah. I thought Asgard looked its best and, uh, or like, I thought it looked really good. Couldn't get better, um, than the last movie, but man, they, they somehow made it seem more majestic and more just, I don't know. They, they're, they enhanced it a little bit, not by a lot, but definitely a little bit better. I'd say previously, so. but but yeah, that's that's probably it. Just the the story is I I don't think Thor one has a better story. It's just you know classic kind of. I mean, origin. it's got a better story. It's got a better there, villain. Like, yeah,
0: Loki. Yeah. Um. Yeah,
1: Malekith. You know,
0: Thor actually goes on an interesting journey in the first movie, whereas this one is just he I mean, he's serving as a
1: protector, which is cool. But that's all he does? He he's, doesn't doing, do he's doing else. things he has to do. Yeah. Like, there are... Yeah. You know, he makes the one decision to to go against his father's wishes and be like, no, I have to go for Malekith right now. Like, this is the only play. We're not going to let him just destroy Asgard. Which is why I'm like, why was Odin so ready to just let Asgard go? Like, they are defenseless. and And, and Odin's confident. He was like... Uh, Thor's like, what's the difference between you and Malekith then? If this is what you're doing, you know, like, or, or whatever. And Odin's like, the difference, son, is that I will win. And he even laughs too. He's like, ha how could you even say such a thing? The difference is I'll win. Right. If Malekith came back to Asgard, they're fucking done. They don't yeah. have anything. Like, they're, I don't know. Like, he, ah, that's, that was the only part of me that was like, Odin just felt a little weird. This movie. He felt.
0: I mean, that's the thing is that Jane doesn't feel complete. Thor is one dimensional. Odin doesn't feel complete. They do as much as they can for Frigga in an extremely limited amount of time. So she doesn't even really get to be fleshed out completely. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm.
1: yeah, just
0: Heimdall, Heimdall has a couple cool moments in terms of just being like the ride or die homie. Mm
1: Yeah, like whenever Odin pulls up in the, you know, yeah, he trees by frost. Who's, Who's my, own? my own? I was yeah. like, God damn it, Heimdall, you're so fucking cool. I'm the G, like, dude. The shot like, of his eyes. I actually like, haven't picked a Thor. character.
0: I'm gonna go Heimdall. I'm I gonna like go that. Idris Elba as Heimdall. Um, I like
1: that. Yeah, we got because because Eric he is such a ride or die.
0: Yeah, because yeah, he is such a ride or die, down for whatever for his boy. I fucking. Love that. Whenever he's, whenever he is looking out at the galaxy and he's like, uh, you know, it is beautiful for those with the eyes to see, you know, uh, and it sparkles and thinking, like it.
1: Oh man. You know, yeah, yeah. And,
0: and the idea that Heimdall has maintained an empathy. Cause it's the same. It's, it's, it's not really that much different than what like. Obviously, Doctor Manhattan has a much greater capability to affect things. He can actually do shit to change shit. But Heimdall sees everything all the yeah. time, he, and he oh, obviously can't see the future. It's not like he's experiencing yeah. time all yeah, at once. True, but the ability but like, to see everything and not lose faith in not humanity because they're not humans, but like uh, you know, life and all the people. worst
1: the bad shit that happened. He sees. Mm-hmm. Everything. It's it's more like, it's hard to think of what he sees, but it's easier to think of what he doesn't see. He doesn't see Jane when they're in that pocket dimension, or Malekith when they're cloaked in their ship. I don't know how they did that. I guess magic? Um, yeah, dark magic. Was, was it, I guess, yeah, they're dark elves. Dark magic, mm-hmm. Scarlet Witch type, you know, yeah, shit over here. I mean, um,
0: same same dark magic that Loki harnesses to sneak past Heimdall at different points, you know. It's just how it goes. But oh, it yeah. was funny. It was funny whenever uh you remember during the Avengers episode how I was like, and how did they fix the Bifrost? You know, like what happened? And then we were like, Oh, well they didn't, they didn't fix the Bifrost. Loki says something about how Thor used dark magic to get there. So I was like, Oh, maybe we'll get that this they were just like, Now the Bifrost is fixed. Uh which I thought was fucking hysterical. I loved that. Um
1: and they didn't even need, well, no, they had the Tesseract at that point. They still had it. So I guess that mm-hmm. makes sense. They have the Tesseract. They brought it back to Asgard. It's what they used to create the Bifrost in the first place. It's fair. It's fair. Um, it, I guess it makes sense that they just, yeah, but no mention of it. It's just like, it. literally, the first time we get the the sense that it's there is Thor's just like, all right, I'm Dahl when you're ready. And he just goes. And I'm like, I was like, yeah, was he was like, like
0: immediately waiting, you know, yeah. it was perfect.
1: And I was like, "Wait, what the fuck?" Right when he traveled, I'm like, "Wait, what?" Like, what? How's is, is it? Just it yeah. is just fixed. And then he just walked on the bridge, it's and I'm there. like, "Oh, bridge is there? Yeah. Cool." No, yeah. Um, so like, I, I, I'm gonna
0: go Heimdall. I'm gonna go Heimdall because that part that I mentioned earlier always got me hype bet. as a kid. Like when I was 13, you remember those like, uh, oh, what was it? Do uh, you remember there was like a gray Doctor Pepper can? It was like the Dr. Peppers. They had Dr. Diet Dr. Pepper and they had like, it wasn't Dr. Pepper zero or maybe it was, but it was, I can't remember what it was, but for years for like way longer than they should have. They, at least as far as my memory, takes me. They had Thor, the dark world promotion on them forever. Um, like, Thor The Dark World Dr. Pepper. If you look that up, uh-huh. there are cans... Like, I remember drinking that Dr. Pepper all the fucking time, and being like, God uh-huh. damn, I love this movie, man. You know, like, uh... And, but I used to watch it, w- and like, uh... that When that Heimdall part came up, I'd just like... I'd be so fucking excited, my little 13-year-old. got on a
1: can of Dr. <laughs> Pepper.
0: <laughs> yeah, and- yeah, exactly. I'm like, <laughs> God! Apparently, yeah. it's
1: Dr. Pepper 10. Um... 10 spelled out t e n uh like the number i've never i've never I, didn't, I don't know i don't. this is the first time i've heard of it but yeah i see thor uh all the all the marketing it was marketed as like they had the cool it was yeah, like the cool was, dr pepper oh shoot that's actually sick there was 7 they had every avenger um they had you could collect all 7 only different ever characters. had thor um, so that's hysterical um, oh yeah that's that's awesome um yeah two of seven it's thor was two of seven or no sorry three of seven i only, seven. Ever, got, oh. I only yeah.
0: ever got three of seven then that's um, awesome. <laughs> but regardless yeah, yeah like i i love this movie for years you know like uh i, I love this I, and i loved this character for years he was always just so damn cool to me and mm-hmm. growing up and realizing that he's actually like chris emsworth is solid but the character is fine it's just, it's his supporting cast that really gets those mm-hmm. movies there um oh, i think yeah. that's dope i think that's is dope. He, but,
1: uh, i guess we gave him the character in his first movie right yes okay yeah. at least we get at least he got that uh because he's not getting a nod I, here in i'm this not gonna project. lie to and
0: as far as i recall ragnarok that's the best chance chris hemsworth has at getting a performance nod um he is really good in ragnarok i i will i will grant him that um That'll and be it's fine. not that he's bad here. Yeah, it's too. just that he's he's fine here. You know, it's not like mm-hmm. it's uh he's yeah. not the standout though. Um and granted, I know Tom Hiddleston is fucking good in Ragnarok too. So you know what he might yeah. actually have a really good chance at is Infinity War. Um he's super fucking good in Infinity
1: War. Um I that's not after losing, like mm-hmm. Or does Loki die at the end, or is that like the beginning of That's Infinity War? That's like Ragnarok That's happens the first and yeah boom. fifteen minutes of Infinity War. Okay, yeah, Thor um, goes. He's awesome. Like he, he playing that. Like you might oh, dominate our Indian. favorites. Come
0: Infinity War, like everything uh, he does in that movie is the best part of Infinity War. Um, But mm, regardless, yeah. Um and shit, End Game, maybe too. He might be the best part of Infinity War and End Game. Um, Besides, maybe yeah.
1: you know Tony, um, but I don't think I'll have any other. Yeah, I, 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 I'm, I, I'm sure, I'm sorry, I, and I'm get sure his, I
0: won't either. By the time we get, get there, his flowers, for Endgame, for Endgame, um, end but Infinity yeah. War maybe a different story.
1: Um, mm-hmm. uh, regardless, of, right now we got Heimdall and Eric Selvig for our characters, which I love. And then I think I think Lo- like Tom Hiddleston, he really earned the performance for this one. I don't. Okay. I don't think anyone really came. Close to his performance in this one, I don't either. But I don't
0: either. But uh, yeah, let's Hiddlest rate Spirit. this bad boy.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. No, we're we're there. I think uh, enjoyment wise, Wolverine. I mean, we just got off the Wolverine. That's seven seven five. I think it's either there or like just right below it. Like, uh, you know,
0: what are what are our? I mean, you know, you got we have Batman
1: eighty nine in a seven seven five, right? Like, isn't that why we put that there? Um, Dark Knight Rises, Spider-Man 3, and The Wolverine. Um, okay. Dark Knight Rises was a 7.5 and Critical. Um, gotcha, maybe that gotcha. was the, uh, where, where we thought there, but. Yeah, that's the seven fives. those are those three. X-Men is 8, Batman Returns is 8, The Watchmen is 8. I would eight.
0: not, I would not um, elevate it above the 7.75.
1: Yeah, so that's uh-huh. why I said I, I think I'm pretty comfortable knowing that that's kind of the ceiling, the 7.75. Yeah. What are our 7.5s? Um, Incredible Hulk, Blade. That's it. Uh, Incredible Hulk and Blade.
0: That's a little um, bit more where I'm sitting with it. Um,
1: similar footing to that, anyway. Do we have any seven two fives? Batman Forever, Batman and Robin, Daredevil, Constantine, and Iron Man Two.
0: Okay, some of those I like more than this. Some of those I know I like less. So, I think seven five.
1: It's either seven five or seven seven five.
0: I'll go seven five. I don't think I can I think, put it on the same level as the as the seven seven fives.
1: I think that's fair. Yeah, the like we just got off the Wolverine. I'm watching the Wolverine before this. I think. Oh yeah. Um, I think it's like at the top of the seven five, like out of Incredible Hulk and Blade for me. I think it's more just enjoyable. Um, I actually not have overall, both but...
0: Incredible Hulk and Blade in my little ranking thing, but you know yeah, there but... is. There is an element to that again that is, I think Blade is a better movie, so that's probably why it elevated. Mm-hmm. Um, but I probably would revisit this again sooner than Blade. Blade is a seasonal watch for me; it's not yeah. a anytime, anyplace sort of viewing. And yeah. I feel like I could do this anytime, anyplace. You know, I, I like this movie; it's a great deal of fun. So I'm I'm cool with the seven five. I'm
1: cool with the seven five. Right. Now, critically, um, we are well. If, if we said it's Worse made than the first Thor. the first Thor we gave a six seven five. Um so there would be the ceiling there if we're going below. Uh and then below that, the Donner cut is at a six two five. That'd be the next step down. And then it goes to Batman Forever and Hulk, or Incredible Hulk at a six. Um do you think it's lower than that? Do you think it's let's see. A Superman two or Daredevil um, range, which would be five seven.
0: No, five. I guess not. I think I would put it at a six. I think I would incredible put it at Hulk
1: a six. and Batman yeah. Forever. Right? Yeah, I, I don't think bet. I
0: could go. I don't think I could go below. I don't think I'd go above that, and I I don't think I'd tie it with what we have at five seven five. I think it's better than those. Um, so mm-hmm. I'm cool with that. I'm cool with the six. It's it. Like I said, it is all in all well performed. It's, I mean, the visual effects are astounding. I do think it loses its visual flair. Um, but for a while, for the first two acts, really, it's a strong film, I think. I think it's a strong superhero movie. And, you know, we just talked about mm-hmm. with Wolverine how the third act kind of drops in quality. I, uh, even that third act, I think is better than this third act. This third act is overbloated. There's so much going on. It's, they're rushing from one place to the next and never letting anything breathe. And then when they do let something breathe, it's undone.
1: So, um, that's fair. Yeah. It's, that's that's pretty spot on. And well, I mean, to your list, I think it, it fits pretty well. You said you had it around the incredible Hulk and and Donner cut. Was that right? I
0: have it it right above the Donner cut. Yes. Okay.
1: I mean, it, it ties it with the incredible Hulk and the Donner cut at a six, five. Um, flat um, overall, so places it around. Wow, would you look at that? At twenty six, um halfway, perfectly. Um, that's exactly where I have it. Is twenty six. So there you go.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: that's. I, I don't. I don't think we could have had it shake out any better. Couldn't have worked out better for me that yeah. time. You know. Uh, so there we go. And I think I agree. I mean, I, I kind of do agree. It's just, I think my list is. It's much more enjoyment based. Um, yeah. that's for sure i definitely um, swing a little on, bit on my toward side.
0: what i think is critically appealing um but mm-hmm. that often overlaps for us a lot of the time you know we got a similar top five we got a similar top six um shit i'd
1: say even our top 10 we've got Probably the same. I don't have a single X-Men movie, which you do, I'm I assuming. Two. I have two yeah.
0: X-Men movies.
1: I don't have... They're right outside. Uh, first Class is at 11. Uh, I guess X2 is at 13. Yeah, let's...
0: Well, you know, it's we're at 52 movies. What's, what is your top 10 from the comic book movies we've covered so far?
1: 10 to 1 or 1 to 10? Uh, 1 to 10. Let's do it. Let's just... Okay. Formal. Got The Dark Knight at 1. The Amazing Spider-Man at 2. Spider-Man 2002 at 3. Superman 78 at 4, Man of Steel at 5, Iron Man 3 at 6, Batman Mask of Phantasm at 7, Iron Man at 8, The Avengers at 9, and Captain America the First Avenger at 10. Okay,
0: so yeah, you have Iron Man and the Avengers in your top 10, which is mm-hmm. the difference here. I have two X Men movies instead of those. So I've got one Superman 78, two The Dark Knight, three Captain America the First Avenger. 4, The Amazing Spider-Man, 5, Man of Steel, 6, Iron Man 3, 7, X-Men First Class, 8, Spider-Man, 9, Batman Mask of Phantasm, and 10, X2. Um,
1: okay. Yeah. We are so, everybody. very similar
0: top 10, just with mm-hmm. a couple, couple slight differences there. And I think it's, it's ind- indicative of our biases from our childhood, you know? You percent Iron Man, <laughs> Iron Man and the Avengers, and I loved X-Men in the, in the X-Men movie. So, like, it's just, it just makes a lot of sense that way. So, um, mm-hmm. good example mm-hmm. of how, you know, we, we might place things differently, but we have this generally the Man. same sensibilities.
1: Um, mm-hmm. yeah. Generally the same takeaways from the movie every time. But our scores might be a little bit. I think I'm I'm a, a little bit uh, nicer. A I little think lo- a little loving. Yeah. yeah. No.
0: It, I had an idea recently where I thought it would be fun if we blindly Ooh. rated every single comic book movie we've covered on our own, Ooh. and then we brought them together to see what each other thought and how different of a page we were on in terms of. Ooh. Because we might feel the exact same, but it's interesting to see what those numbers mean to us. You know what I'm saying? Like, Okay. It could be a fun experiment, maybe that a Patreon cool. thing at some point. Um okay, Because every yeah, once in a while, and it's not like we've already done a re-rating. Every once in a while, we'll be running through like, oh, where does this fall? I'm like, where's the seven? And then you'll say the sevens, and I'll be like damn, really, those are the sevens, you know? Like, uh, that happens to me every once in a while. Um hmm
1: That's fair. But, uh, yeah. Okay. That would be really fun. Yeah, to see see where we do lie. See if, if maybe we're, if we are pandering a little bit too much to each other whenever we record, I don't know. What if we make this list and it's just so off? Like, it's great, you know? Like we're maybe, just, that's something, maybe that's
0: a homework assignment. Maybe we do that in private tonight maybe we reconvene tomorrow and check it out see what see what we've got going on but regardless um what did that bring
1: thor the dark world to for us overall a 6.5 overall okay uh, yeah we're even uh more mean uh than imdb uh that's a 6.8 over there surprisingly i thought that thing would have gotten review bombed maybe on rotten tomatoes it did um See on Rotten Tomatoes, seventy-five uh, percent audience and sixty-seven percent critically.
0: Or so um, even so. even
1: more negative than both of
0: those too. Which
1: Damn, the public perception of this movie has gone downhill. I would say since its release. Um, regardless, seventy-five percent audience score that surprised me a that whole lot. That is
0: astonishing. Yeah, it's um, astonishing. But hey, man. Regardless, I'm happy. I'm happy that you know we we were honest about the way we felt and that's fine. You know, everything happens everything happens the way it happens. But, uh, with that, we will conclude this episode of the penny bloom podcast, and we will continue our comic book movie journey through film this Friday with the amazing Spider-Man two. As you heard from our lists here, the first one is in both of our top fives. Um, so like, like Andrew Garfield, like Andrew Garfield, we'll see how this one fares. It's been a while since I've watched it. So I'm excited. Um,
1: But we'll be back. I'm going to guess just 17. That seems low. What is 17? V for Vendetta? That might be kind of right. That's what I'm going to guess. I'm going to guess 17. And if it's above, I'll be very gladly surprised.
0: I'm Um, going on my list, sub The Dark Knight Rises 20, above Thor the Dark World 26. I'm going anywhere from 21 to 25 is where my money is at for The Amazing Spider Man 2. Um, we'll see, we'll see. Um, but regardless yeah we'll be back thereafter with a couple more next week uh, Big Hero 6 and The Winter Soldier if mm-hmm. I recall correctly and uh, yeah this Friday with The Amazing Spider-Man 2 kicks off a month of Marvel, February there is no DC movies, we are doing nothing but Marvel, uh, there was a stretch there where Marvel was bulking up their releases and DC didn't do anything between Man of Steel and Batman versus Superman. So, got a nice mm-hmm. little gap there that's nothing but Marvel. Um, and I'm excited about it. It's going to be a fun little month. We got a lot of good movies to look forward to in February. Um, some yeah. of my favorite Marvel stuff of all time coming in February with Days of Future Past and Guardians
1: of the Galaxy and Ant-Man and the Winter Soldier like. We are entering a good era. A very, yeah. very good era. Yeah. Um, so, um, yeah. And fi- our first game of Thrones video version will actually be uh this Monday that's our first video uh, and that's that season seven
0: episode
1: four? four yes yes four is yes. is the first and then from then on out we'll have video from then but um yeah this will we be have, the first time that we'll have it we over last there last ten four
0: five six seven one two three four five six last ten episodes of Thrones we'll have video so that's cool mm-hmm. um We got, uh, we got something there for you. Um, yeah, so that's Monday's winter is blooming and thank you for mentioning video. If you aren't watching on YouTube, you can, if you so desire, you would get to see our lovely little setups and our facial expressions and gestures. And, you know, maybe, you know, at points, I think I mentioned something throughout the episode where I threw up quotations. You might not have gotten that if you're just listening. I I did. I I didn't point it out. Um, Mm -hmm. but, uh, yeah, like, so video, it adds a little bit. If that's for you, it's for you. If it's not, it's not. Keep listening wherever you're listening, but make sure you rate, review, and download our episodes. I would appreciate it kindly, appreciate it greatly. But if you are watching, please like and subscribe on YouTube or follow us on TikTok. We got plenty of clips, a nice little microcosm of what our entire podcast is. Um, It's been a lot of fun doing that over there, and I am so very happy to keep it going. Um It's, it's been, it's been a great deal of fun, but, uh, yeah, with that, if you would head to patreon.com slash pennybloompod, where you'll find over 50 hours of exclusive content, all sorts of book reviews, comic book reviews, movie reviews, and the like, along with all sorts of random discussion, one of which we're about to have after this, just a nice little quick Patreon. I got some ideas of, uh, uh, i'm I'm gonna give my weekly movie review and i'm also gonna do a little mini review of poor things which i just got to see in theaters mm-hmm. so that'll be up on patreon.com slash pod for three dollars a month you can support this podcast financially which is huge because it costs me money and i don't make any off of it unless it's over there head to twitter follow at pennybloompod follow on instagram at pennybloompodcast remember to leave a five star rate and review wherever you might be listening um uh, yeah with that I was Colton Robertson. I was joined by Joseph George. Thank you very much, homie. Oh, thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure to be here. Oh, and it's always a pleasure to have you. And remember, peace, love, and bloom. And it's always reassuring to realize the world is even crazier than you are.